back to the If It Fits podcast. I am one of your hosts, Michelle Jane. And I'm your other host, Jessica Payne. Thanks for joining us today. How are you, Michelle, today? I'm good, yeah, I'm not too bad. I did my last live upper body workout today. I've been doing them every single week through every single lockdown so I haven't had a week off so I'm actually even though I enjoy the live workouts it's my last one tomorrow but it was my last upper body one today I can't wait for a week off next week oh I bet I bet that's so well done for doing that for the entire year that's absolutely amazing that's wicked good I'm all good thank you I had um I had a sports massage done and cupping on Sunday night so that was a bit of a new experience for me I felt like I'd been hit by a bus all day yesterday you know that day after the sports massage when like all of your aches come out but yeah it was all good but yeah cupping was a a bit of a new one for me always try something once isn't it yeah I've never tried that (laughs) obviously I have a sports massage we haven't had one for a while a girl comes to my house but I usually get one every two weeks but I've never had cupping she doesn't do it so no well to be honest I didn't really know much about it and I didn't to tell you the truth I didn't know what it involved until they started doing it and I was like oh my god <laughs> you're about to slice my skin open and put all my blood into these cups I, I didn't know that was going to happen so I'm glad I didn't know in advance I probably would have not done it <laughs> but I wasn't going to chicken out <laughs> so I had it done and it was fine Aww. it was good so what have you got going on Jess when's the next shape up next shape up actually is 14th of may so i've i've just opened up spaces for that now weekend just gone so i've got doors closing on i think it's the 9th of may and i've got an early bird offer 50 pound off until the 4th of may which is the tuesday so yeah just um signing people up to that now people i think a lot of people are getting ready now for summer now that things are starting to open back up they're wanting to join and you've got a couple of lean projects coming up soon haven't you yeah, by the time this goes live, you'll be closed. Sorry, guys. Oh. <laughs> I, I thought so. I thought so. I know you've had them open. For- but yeah, I will have yeah. another one probably June. But um, yeah, obviously, I got the monthly still available. But the Lean Project will be closed by the time this goes live. Ah, amazing. And you're starting back at the gym. You got I am. So there. I'll be at High Street Fitness uh, just once a week at the minute. So I'll be there on a Thursday, uh, mainly Thursday morning, afternoon. So pop in and say hi. But um, yeah, excited to get back in the gym. It's been a while. It's been 14 months since I've done PT. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm going to be opening up a couple of slots. Not quite yet. Um, within the next couple of months for one-to-one in my in my studio that I've built during lockdown as well. Just trying to organize my diary and stuff at the moment and focus on shape-ups and things like that for now but exciting times it is so hot i can't wait for the gym to open on monday i know i know (laughs) okay well today we're going to go into some question and answers we've had some question answers come through to us from instagram so we'll get through as many as we can today if we if we don't quite get to them all then we'll obviously do another Q&A session in a couple of a couple of weeks time and cover any that we don't finish today then so if I kick off then with the first question Michelle that we got through yeah you which, go for it yeah okay so number one was is cardio more important than weight for fat loss no <laughs> <laughs> exactly this is a question that people ask 
so much and I completely get it. And I used to be one of those people as well where I'm not sure if you get it, Michelle, where people say to you, I'm just going to do cardio for a few weeks or months to lose the fat. And then I'm going to start weight training. (laughs) Well, you don't need to do that at all. So first of all, I think to answer this question, the number one most important thing for fat loss is your nutrition. Remember energy balance. We've discussed it on a couple of podcasts now, energy balance and being in a calorie deficit. So eating less than your burning is actually key for fat loss did I say that right then eating less than your burning yeah, yeah that's right <laughs> I lost my mind there. <laughs> I was like you've said it so right? many times it's starting to make sense <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah so basically you need to be in a calorie deficit to lose fat now cardio is just basically a tool it's one way in which you can burn calories to assist your your fat loss but what most people who come to Michelle and I, their goal is to look toned in inverted commas. And in order to look toned, you need to have muscle mass. It's basically lower body fat levels and nice lean muscle tissue. That's how you get that nice sculpted, you know, hard look where your arms are not flabby, you know, the bingo wings, they're nice and solid, which is what most people want. Um, So you need to be building that muscle mass. And in order to build muscle mass, you need to be resistance training. And also resistance training is what, and building up the lean muscle tissue is what helps you burn fat faster as well. So whilst you can lose weight by doing, lose fat by doing cardio alone, you're also going to be burning through muscle. You're not really going to end up with that physique that most of the people who come to us desire. You're going to end up looking like a melted candle. That's it, the melted candle. (laughs) We'll see how many podcasts we can get that into. (laughs) So cardio isn't essential whatsoever if you're a person that already is quite active you know you've got an active job you're on your feet all day you don't necessarily need to go and do any additional cardio you don't need to go and do 30 minutes on the cross trainer at the gym five days a week you don't need to do that at all you can use it um so for example if you don't like lowering your calories too much you can then increase your cardio so you can increase your output rather than decreasing your input if that's your preference for a while, but ultimately it's calories and resistance training and cardiovascular activity is obviously great for heart health and all of that. So I'm not saying don't do cardio, but in terms of, is it better for fat loss? No, it's absolutely not. Resistance training is what is going to build up more muscle tissue. It's going to help you burn more fat in the long run. And I think there's a common misconception that ladies or females especially tend to think they look at the calories burned on their watch during that session which we've covered as well previously um you can't go by that so whilst it may look like you're burning more calories during that cardio session you need to think about what's happening afterwards as well so after that weight session you're going to continue burning calories you know up to 72 hours a certain amount of calories and you will have to cardio but i think after resistance training it's going to be better and you know, there's so many more benefits to resistance training as well, other than just fat loss in terms of increased bone density, increased muscle strength and joint strength and all of these wonderful things. So you should definitely include resistance training and only cardio if you actually need it as a tool to burn extra calories. Did you have anything to add, Michelle? Uh, No, I think you pretty much covered that. The only thing I want to add is, yeah, is do you want to look like a melted candle? So think what a melted candle looks like. And if you don't do weight training, you just do 
cardio, then you're going to look like a melted candle. Like, do you want to look like a marathon runner or a sprint runner? Google them. Google the difference. Um, yeah. Marathon runner don't have any muscle mass whatsoever. Um, just because they're obviously running and burning through their muscle, whereas like a sprint athlete, for example, the difference in body composition between the two, just Google them, Google the two, marathon runner and a sprint runner. And do you want to look like a marathon runner or a sprint runner? Yeah, and I mean, you might want to look like a marathon runner and you might be a man- marathon runner, but if your goal is, you know, in terms of athlete, in terms of physique and aesthetics, and you're talking about fat loss specifically, then yeah, you're going to want to be resistance training to achieve that look that you desire. Okay, Perhaps. next so, question. Question two, how to get the motivation when you are a full-time mum? Now, motivation, for example, is a feeling. You're not always going to be motivated. Um, same as you're not always happy, you're not always sad, you're not always angry. You're not always going to feel motivated. Now, especially if you've had a, a plan. So you get a new plan, you're really excited, you're motivated. And after a while, um, like the motivation fades off, especially if you're full-time mum, you've got kids that are not sleeping, it's going to be hard. Now, what I recommend you do is um, pick days and times that you can stick to so it becomes a habit. So if you've got young children, try and usually they, they get into a routine where they nap at certain times of the day. Um, maybe pick day, if you're going to say train three days a week, Monday, Wednesday and Friday, Write that in your diary or write it down somewhere, the, t- the times that they nap and train, even if it's, if it's 20 minutes and train when they're napping. Or if you've got kids to go to school, train when they're in school and stick to those days and times, even when you're tired. So if you, you if say, for instance, you pick Monday, Wednesday and Friday, I have no idea what time <laughs> kids nap. Let's say midday, 12 o'clock, Monday, Wednesday and Friday, 12 o'clock, your child has a nap. 12 o'clock on those days is your training day and time. Now you stick to them regardless on how you're feeling. It'll just become a habit and you'll just learn to be disciplined and get it done anyway. You're not always some days where you're not going to want to train at all. You're just not going to go into me and Jess, you know, we get days where we don't want to train either. Um, Even athletes, you know, the bikini pros that you see um, on Instagram, there's days where they don't want to train, but that's the difference with people who get results and people who don't. The people that get results, they train on the days when they're not motivated. They train on the days when they don't feel like it. The people that don't get results are the people who just give up for the first hurdle. So you just need to learn to be disciplined. And I would try and stick to days and times that, that you can train, maybe when your kids nap or or when they're in school, just so be, it becomes a habit then. And that's your, that's your training day and your training times and, and try and stick to it. Do you want to add anything, Jess? No, I just completely agree with that. And I mean, the same applies whether you've got children or no children. I think we all, we're all busy in our own specific ways, aren't we? Um, you know, I get up, I've got a full-time job, then I'm running the business. So my day is, is busy as well. I have stepkids coming over too. And I mean, for me to make sure I get my steps in, if I didn't go out for my morning walk, for example, then I wouldn't get any steps in whatsoever. So I purposely have to get up an hour earlier than I would to go out for a walk to get my steps in. But I do that. It's become a habit. It's become a routine. I do it regardless of how I'm feeling, whether I'm tired, whether I'm not tired. And then the same thing with, you know, planning your evening workouts and, you know, whether your routine changes on a week by week basis, sit down on a Sunday and write down, okay, so this week, these are the days and times I've got to do X, Y, Z. You could be dropping your children to um, 
one of my clients used to do this. She'd drop her kids to, I don't know, taekwondo or whatever after school class they had. And she would, instead of sitting back in the car or going home or sitting there waiting, she'd go outside and, and walk for the whole time. And then she'd go back in. So then she's just used that hour or however long they're there building up steps. So there's all these little steps that you can, that you can put in and implement. And it's literally just down to dedication because nobody is motivated all of the time. And yeah, that's, that's it really. And you, you, that, that's not to say you don't have to do something, you know, seven days a week. It doesn't have to be complicated. If you can only train twice or three times for 30 minutes at a time, then that's absolutely fine. But stick to that. And that's going to help you because it's better yeah. than not doing anything at all. And the thing is with like physically drained and mentally drained, the feeling is the same thing. So we confuse the two. So say for instance, you sat in your desk all day and you've got loads of work on, um, you're going to feel mentally drained. And that, that's not the same as, feel, as physically drained. You're still going to have loads of energy. But of course you are. You've been sat at your desk all day, but you just feel mentally drained. So if you just, well, the gyms are open now. If you just grab your gym bag, go to the gym, you'll find that you actually got loads of energy to get your session done because mentally drained and physically drained are different, but that you, you, the body feels the same way. So if you've been sat at your desk all day and you're like, oh, I'm really tired, I can't be bothered to go to the gym, you're not physically tired, you're just mentally tired, so you've still got loads of energy to go to the gym. So just pick days and times and just, and just go anyway. Yeah. Okay, I think we covered that one. So I'll move on to the next question, which is, is it harder to lose weight when you hit 40? Okay, so this is a good question. And I think, I think, well, a lot of my clients are past 40, actually. I don't know about yours, Michelle. I've got loads of clients past 40. So it's a... Obviously, as we get older, then things are happening in our body, which does slow down processes. You know, our metabolism does tend to get a little bit slower. But again, this is going to be completely individual, depending on what has happened in your life up until that point. You know, some people are very athletic or they're very active and they've trained hard up until that time. So it's not going to perhaps slow quite as quickly, but there's so much going on as we start, you know, we get to our thirties and we reach our forties and then even more when we get into our fifties and obviously, well, for both females and males, you know, especially forties for females, that's where we start hitting the, the perimenopause phase and, you know, your hormones are changing around. So there's a lot of stuff going in our body. So it might just be that things are slowing down. You might need less calories to, to survive and you might need you know less calories you might need to eat less calories again to start losing fat because of all these adaptations that are happening in our bodies and and a lot of the time it just comes down to your circumstance and situation as well we we often find you know people in their 40s they are bringing up children and they might be a lot more tired than normal a lot more stressed than normal so it might be you know outside factors that add into that feeling of it of it being difficult to lose fat you know you might might not be getting great sleep your diet quality might be a little bit poor because you're on the go all the time and you're just grabbing all of these things so it's not necessary and but even when you do hit perimenopause and you're in the menopause phase I mean the principles of fat loss still apply basically there's nothing magical that you need to do then it still is going to come down to that calorie deficit and energy balance but you might find that you know your calories do need to be a little bit lower to achieve that result and you as we get older we know we lot we lose more muscle tissue as well a lot more quickly so that's again we're resistance training post 40 
and you know up, preferably as well in the lead up to your 40s that's going to be so important because if you're resistance training you're going to be making it easier for yourself to burn fat in the long run you know the older you get so what what do you like to add here michelle anything in particular yeah, just that this is why the, I've got some clients who just do like the spin bike. And it's so important that you do weight training. Yeah. Um, I know I said the one which you put on her um, on her form, I nearly enjoyed weight training today. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, it's just so important to do weight training. So um, it is obviously Jess just said it is a bit harder to lose body fat when you get older, especially if you continue eating the same calories. So if you continue to eat the same calories as you get older, obviously you're going to gain body fat because you can't eat the same number of calories like as you get older than you can when you were younger, just because your metabolism speeds down. So unfortunately, yeah. Just need to eat less in the older, unfortunately. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's not necessarily harder unless, you know, you struggle with eating less calories or you're not doing that. Then it, it might be perceived to be harder. It's not impossible or anything like that. It's just you need to be a bit more mindful and careful with what you're doing. But the same principles are always going to apply resistance training, calorie deficit, all of the same things. So, so yeah, if, um, yeah. if you are post 40 and, and you know, whether or not you're just beginning, there you go, start resistance training, watch your diet and all of that. And, and you won't have problems just because you're over 40, you will be able to lose fat. Our clients are getting oh, definitely. fabulous results, you know, and they're not I got a client She's mid fifties and she's the nurse that I posted and she's lost four stones so far. Amazing. And in the middle of the pandemic, being um, a nurse working shifts, and she's, I think she's 54, 55. So, but obviously her calories are going to be a lot lower than her, because her daughter's with me as well, a lot lower than her daughter. Her daughter's in her 20s. So no, it's not possible. She's just got to diet a bit harder than her daughter. Just because she's older, she just can't have as many calories as her daughter. So um, it's definitely achievable. Absolutely. Yeah. And one thing I'll say is obviously other conditions can tend to, come on as you get a little bit older as well with you know your thyroid and things like that so if there becomes you know if it becomes apparent that you're doing everything you possibly can and you're not losing fat then it might be time to go to the doctor you know if you've given everything yeah. else a really good go and just get yourself tested just to make sure there's nothing underlying basically Bob, I think that covers that one. So next yeah. question is why 10,000 steps? Great question. So 10,000 steps. Now, for most people, you have to make, and i got to make an effort to get 10,000 steps in. I work from home. Um, I'm sat down most of the day. And for me to get my steps in, I have to go for a long walk. I walk to the garage, um, get my coffee and walk back. That's about six and a half thousand steps. Now, if I didn't do that, or if I wasn't monitoring my steps, I wouldn't do that walk. I wouldn't be as active. I'd literally just be sat on my bum all day long. So for most people to get the 10,000 steps in, you it's an effort. You do have to make an effort. And it's just for health reasons, like for healthy heart, and also get some vitamin D, get outside great for mental health especially during lockdown so 10,000 steps it's not a magic number it's just a great number to hit and for most people you just got to make an effort to get it in it just makes you conscious of how active you are it just makes you move more don't forget the more you move the more calories you burn the bigger the fat loss so you know 10,000 it's not a magic number it's just a number that um 
it is achievable, but you have to put the effort in to achieve it. So I know you've got to go out for a walk and you just to get your 10,000 steps. Oh, yeah, I literally go on a three mile walk, just under three mile walk every morning before work. And that doesn't get all my steps. So I do more like around the house then. And by the night time, I wasn't trying to get your 10,000 steps in. Would you go for that walk? No, I'd literally, and on the odd occasion when I have literally just had to work all day and not gone out. So I've sat here before after like nine hours and I've done literally 700 steps. And if I'm there, if I'm then eating the same calories that I've been eating every other day, I've burned far less calories because I haven't moved. So I shouldn't be eating as many calories. So that's another reason is if you, if you want to be dieting and enjoying it on, you know, a decent number of calories you have to have some sort of level of activity um and it's just about a consistent number i mean i do have some clients who are not on ten thousand steps a day because they physically can't get out for that much or you know they have a spin bike or something like that and you know they're a single mother they might not be able to do it i have sent you know videos where they can do youtube step videos um online you can do that at home and even get your kids involved in those and or, you know, we aim for 5,000 steps, but then calorie calories do have to come down because the activity level isn't so high. So it's just about that balance and about your preference. But it's so beneficial for you to, like Michelle said, get outside. It's good for your mental health, your well-being. It's not just about fat loss. It's yeah. about just moving and it's good for your heart health and all of that. So it's, like it's a just nice a great effort. way to burn calories without less effort. It's free. Yeah. It doesn't take yeah. much effort, really. You're not pounding the treadmill. You're not pounding the the bike. You know, you can just take your kids out for a walk, take your kids out on the bike. So it's something that you can do is enjoyable. You know, walk around the farm, you know, take your kids out for the day. So it's something that um, it doesn't really take much effort to do. And it's it's free. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, there's no magic number, but it's an, it's a nice number that most people have to put some level of effort into which means they're gonna you know be burning more calories than they previously would have more than likely unless yeah, and you're to be honest, super i would much rather go on my morning walk and get my ten thousand steps in and go and run on the treadmill in the gym or go on a cross training in the gym to try and burn more calories it's just a nicer way of doing it and that i like going for my morning walk i listen to a podcast me too um my favorite part of the day literally yeah I, literally I love it i wake up go to the bathroom wash my face get dressed and i go i just go like this morning i'm so tired i got a massive headache i just went anyway and i've worked it i've gone every single day um, i've spent a fortune in that carriage every single day since the beginning of lockdown and now it's just a part of my day when i go back to the gym now i'll still do it i go to the gym later in the afternoon um i just enjoy it it's part of my day and it's just an easy way to burn calories yeah hundred percent okay i think we covered that one right next question we've got then is can i do more ab can i do more ab exercises to get rid of my stomach no no (laughs) (laughs) basically no um you can train your abs to strengthen your core muscles but you can't spot reduce fat where you lose fat from and i know people say my problem area is my thighs and my bum it doesn't matter if that's your problem area or not the same thing. You still need to do the same thing. You just need to be in a calorie deficit and to be losing fat. You can't pick where you lose fat from, unfortunately. So no, mine when, goes to the tops of my legs, not my tops. stomach or my bum, the top, my legs. Really? I remember when I went to, um, 
America for the first time in 2014. And I've seen these nice pair of jeans for when we went to LA, because LA was last. I went to New York, Vegas, San Francisco and LA. Well, by the time I got to LA, because I put on so much weight and holding water, I could not get them over my knees. Oh, wow. I could not get them over my knees in two weeks. Go straight, even hold water, you just go straight to the tops of my legs. So people Whoa. just hold it in different places. Yeah, they do. I, I do hold it all on my lower half, literally from like my belly down. My belly holds it. Um, when I start dieting, I always, there's always a phase I go through where I'll get really lean. Like, so my face will lose it first. Then it'll be my upper body, my shoulders, yeah. my upper back and everything's looking so good. And then it gets to my stomach area and the rest is just, and it takes me a long time to get rid of it. So you can train abs for core strength and, you know, to have some muscle definition underneath, but it's just the same as training any other body part. And obviously we, we still want you to train your whole body. You want to train your legs, your glutes, your shoulders, your back, all of it. Um, but yeah, it, no matter what you train, it doesn't mean you're going to be losing fat from that area of your body unfortunately and that's no, it's, it's all i've got to say on your stomach it's calorie deficit and also down to food choices as well um so it's really important that you stick to um the 80 20 percent rule and stick to your um calorie deficit so the saying which i don't really like it but abs are made in the kitchen so it basically means that you're not going to see your abs ever if you're not consistently in a calorie deficit. Now, I know this person that asked this question, they're in a calorie deficit Monday to Friday, and they eat the world on a Saturday and Sunday, and they start again on a Monday. You are never going to lose body fat because you're not in a calorie deficit consistently. No. You need to be in a calorie deficit consistently for weeks and weeks before you start to lose body fat, especially on the, the bit where you hold it, I know you hold body fat on your stomach. Um, and it's usually the way you hold it is the last place it comes off. Oh, yeah. So you just need to be consistent with your weight, with everything, your weight training, your steps, your calorie deficit consistently, not just Monday to Friday. No, it takes a long time. I mean, when the last time I got really, really lean, I hold a lot on my legs and my stomach as well, but I was so lean at the top and my legs were still holding so, and I, it just, I just needed longer. I basically just had to yeah. keep going for long. It took months and months and months and months and months. And like, you know, as far as like a year, over a year, because I was doing it, you know, I was eating high calories and living life at the same time. I wasn't doing it aggressively, but still it was a long time. And if you are coming off your diet on a Saturday and Sunday, you're just not going to get there. Basically, you no. just have to be, you have to have a, some level of strictness when I and competed, dedication. I was absolutely shredded. But if you have a look at my photos, this is why I don't post the back photo. If you have a look at my competing photos, I would never ever post me turning facing the back because I've still got body fat on the back of my legs. So even though I was seven stone six and you could see every single bone in the top of my body, you could even see my cheekbones. I still have body fat in the back of my legs because that body fat has been there forever and it's not going to go from dieting down just once. So I no. just put that in mind. So it, you know, if you're holding body fat, like it's, it's just not going to disappear the first time you diet down. I still had body fat on the tops of my legs, the backs of my legs and my hamstrings. Um, and I was seven stone six. I was absolutely shredded, but that body fat was still there. So you, you, your body just holds fat where it wants to hold fat. And unfortunately, man just didn't go away. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it would have just taken longer, basically. Um, I just needed longer. I just needed yeah. to diet harder, uh, but I didn't have longer. I had 18 weeks. Really, I should have given myself a bit more time for it to come off. But um, yeah, your body just holds fat when it wants to hold fat. So if, if you're still holding the body fat, if, it has, if you haven't got there yet, you need longer. You need to be in a calorie deficit for longer. You know, give yourself some time and realistic, be realistic with your time as well. Yeah. Okay, cool. Next question then. So next one, didn't have one. Supplements. We did cover this in the last QA, but maybe it's a new listener um, and they haven't yeah. gone through the, the rest of the podcast yet. So this is about supplements. Like what supplements do we recommend? Now I know Jess is the same. We don't prescribe supplements to our clients. Um, we want to make sure that they get a variety of fruit and veg. So if they if you're eating your five a day, you're getting plenty of fruit and veg, your protein, your fats, your oily fish, then you don't need supplements. And you're getting excited and getting your vitamin D. You don't really need supplements. But we will give suggestions on um, what we recommend if you're maybe not getting everything from your diet. So if you're someone which most people don't really eat oily fish, you should be getting at least two portions a week of oily fish. Now, if you don't, I recommend that you take um, fish oils if you don't get your oily fish. Now, if you're someone that work indoors a lot, maybe you might want to take some vitamin D, especially during the winter months. Um, and then if you do struggle to get in your five a day, maybe a multi, a good multivitamin. But really, if you're getting a good variety of diet, if you're getting everything in your diet that you need, you don't, you don't really need it to digest. That's why we don't really prescribe no and supplements it's a very individual thing as well it and is. that's why we can't legally prescribe people or give actual amounts we can give you know rough guidance but that's not going to apply to you as a specific individual no. because we don't know anything about you and basically in order to find out exactly what you need then you're gonna the best bet is to go and have a proper test done get your blood work done and find out what you're deficient in and they'll tell you the exact amounts that you need to to bring it back up but yeah like you said michelle if your diet is full of variety you know nutrition nutritious foods fruits vegetables fish animal products then you're less likely to need to supplement um vitamin d is the one where you can't really well you can get it from food but not You'd have to consume a lot, <laughs> a lot of the specific foods that you can get it from egg yolks and oily fish and things like that. But you need to consume a lot of that. And it's not really practical to get it in from food. So that's why, you know, Michelle just said, if you're not working outside and you work inside all day, you're not getting sunlight. It's because our body makes vitamin D from when we get sunlight. So if and it also depends on the color of your skin as well so if you are dark skinned and you're living in a country that has very little sunlight like us in the uk here then you are probably going to need to supplement with vitamin d because your levels will be lower again go and get it checked properly yeah. we're not saying definitely because we don't know your circumstances and like you know michelle and i we sit indoors all day i'm very rarely outside i supplement with vitamin d every single every single day um the amounts vary so as the summer comes now and i will be going for my walks it's going to be sunny i'll probably spend a bit more time outside i'll just reduce the amount that i supplement with but that's it really and 
with fish oils with omega-3s you're going to be looking for just one with a strong source of a strong amount of epa and dha um about a thousand milligrams combined yeah. is is what i tend to look for on that but yeah you don't really need to supplement people want to spend so much money on all of these supplements the only other one i did suggest to one of my clients or a couple of my clients the other day which i take myself as well is creatine creatine yeah yeah creatine monohydrate which is the literally the most researched supplement that you can find it's the one that all experts agree on it's completely safe and you know the benefits of creatine include increased power output increased strength potential to increase lean muscle mass which is obviously good for fat loss building up muscle is, is going to help that process along and there's also some small studies but more research needs to be conducted on um cognitive cognitive benefits as well so you know increasing if you're suffering with sleep deprivation or you've got a really mentally challenging job or something like that then it could potentially help you there so creatine is a big one i go through phases of taking it and not taking it um I keep forgetting to take it at the moment. Yeah, creatine monohydrate is the same whatever brand you get. Yeah, you don't have to spend loads of money on it. No, exactly. I know, like some supermarkets do it now. Um, Just go for the cheapest one because they're all exactly the same. You can't get different variations of it. So creatine is creatine. So don't spend loads of money on it. Just you don't have to go to a big top brand. Um, You just get the cheapest one you can find. It's going to be exactly the same definitely don't fall for all the fancy we've got this type of creatine and this type of creatine creatine monohydrate five grams a day that's all you need um but yeah that's it in terms of actual supplements we would recommend but like we've already said go and get tested for proper individual requirements diet first rather than wasting money on um supplements maybe look at what you're getting from your diet you know if you like oily fish then have two portions a week um and make sure you're getting your, your five a day your fruit and veg is easy to fill up and you know fill you up for longer fill up your your lunch and your dinners with salad or veg and snack on fruit stick some fruit in your um oats <laughs> I, don't like, I don't like fruit in oats oh, don't I'll, you? I'll, have mine on, I'll have mine on the side um so check your diet first before you go wasting money on supplements personally agree with that. Okay, covered that one then. So next question we've got is what is the importance of macros? Now, this is a quite generic question. So I don't know if they mean in terms of fat loss or just in general, but for anyone who doesn't know what... I think the person asking it meant what's the important with hitting their numbers? Okay, right. Okay, fine. Again, that's going to depend on what your goal is. So just briefly for any listeners who don't know what macros are. So our calories are made up of macronutrients and the three main macronutrients are protein, carbohydrates, and fat. So all have, you know, different roles within our body. So protein is essential for our body to function properly, for building up um, our muscles, maintaining a healthy immune system. It aids in recovery, keeps you fuller for longer. And that's where you, what you get from, you know, meats, um, meat, fish, um, peas, lentils, dairy, yogurt, cheese, all of that sort of stuff. Okay. Then you've got obviously fats, 
which are found in things like red meat and egg yolks and cheese and things like that. Fat is really important for hormone function, especially in females. Yeah. And then we've got carbohydrates. So fats and protein are essential for our body. Carbohydrates aren't, but that doesn't mean that they're not, um, you know, there's no benefits to eating them because they help our performance in the gym. They help give us lots of energy. They can aid sleep and all sorts of things. Plus, you know, they're the best in my opinion, of all three of the macronutrients in terms of food preference, who doesn't love a good carb. (laughs) So in terms of hitting your macronutrients, if your goal is fat loss, then you don't need to stress on macronutrients. The, The priority is hitting your calories. The main macronutrient you want to be focusing on, however, is your protein. So you definitely do want to be aiming to hit your protein target after making sure you're within your calorie allowance, okay? Carbs and fats doesn't really matter. Now, there is really a sort of minimum level of fat that we should be intaking, especially if we are females. Like we've just said, um, fats are very important for hormone health and keeping us working, functioning optimally for women, especially. So what I do when clients first start with me, we focus purely on calories and protein. As we spend longer and longer, that's when we start introducing, okay, now we're going to look at minimum fat. Now you're used to tracking all of this. And then we'll look at all other things like fiber and that as well. So it's so as not to bombard somebody with too much at once. Now, if your goal is a performance goal, for example, or, you know, you're doing athletics or track or something like that, then you probably are going to want to make sure you're getting a decent level of carbs and, your your trainer might recommend this amount of carbs and I want you to eat it at this time of the day. So depends on your goals. For most of our clients who are just looking for fat loss, then it's not going to matter. Focus on protein and calories and don't stress too much about carbs and fat. Yeah, so same. So I set my clients minimums. So at the beginning, we just concentrate on protein and calories. And then I add in a, a fat minimum. So the fat minimum yeah. is 0.6 grams of fat per kilogram of body weight. Um, I personally like my clients to go like in the middle towards the higher end. So 0.8 grams. Um, you're not going to know what that is. I work it out for my clients. But yeah, um, as we go along, that's when I start looking at fat and then start looking at fiber. So um, fiber, I like 25 grams minimum fat, usually around the 30 gram mark, but obviously it's going to be different for everyone. And then protein, 100 grams minimum. So I always tell my clients, hit your minimums first, and then whatever calories you've got left will be carbs and like the foods that you like eating, like donuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you're just starting out, you don't want to be stressing too much. No. On my first ever shape out. challenge I did, I gave everyone, I said, it doesn't matter, but because I'd written like estimated carbs, estimated fats and whatever, people obviously took that number as yeah you know, especially people want to bible they want to get everything right <laughs> exactly so i was like oh god they're gonna try to hit them yeah yeah so, so now um, it's just protein calories and like michelle said minimum fat target is what we start working on and some clients like to track macros but but calories are absolutely king yeah calories are king so as long as you're in a calorie deficit that's fine. So once you get used to your calorie deficit, get used to tracking, then maybe start paying a bit more attention to the types of food that you're eating to make sure that you, you know you get enough fat, get enough protein, get enough fiber. But at first, 
just track your calories and then you can look at the rest later. But carbs, I wouldn't worry too much about carbs. Carbs are the body energy source, so you need them to fuel your workouts. But there's no there's no set amount, there's no set minimum or anything with carbs. Um, so I would hit your, your, your five portions of fruit and veg, hit your minimum fat target. So let's say 30 grams, it's going to be different for everyone. Minimum protein target, let's say 100 grams. Um, and then whatever's left will be carbs and the foods that you like eating. That's what yeah. I go for. Yep, that's fine. So hopefully that answers that question. Ah, this question one goes then. into the next question, actually. They're kind of going together. So question, the next one is going to be, do you have to eat all your calories if you're hitting your protein and fiber? Um, so if you're hitting your protein and fiber, that means you're going to be low on your fats and carbs. So I would look at maybe the minimum fat um, that your coach recommended or work it out yourself so say minimum 0.6 grams a kilogram for your body weight i would hit that so if you're hitting your protein your five portions of fruit and veg and your fat um and you've got enough carbs to fully work out and you've got calories left if your goal is fat loss no it doesn't really matter as long as you're not going too low and you know you're not too tired and your energy is not um affected and your, your workouts are not affected that's fine um but personally it depends what your goal is so if your goal i got a couple of clients who are now on a surplus their goal is to really build muscle they're already super lean so yes it's important for them to hit their calories because their goal is to build so for them to build they need to be eating in a surplus so if your goal is to build lean muscle and maybe a coach or you put yourself in a surplus uh, you know lean and you want to build lean muscle then yes you really need to be hitting your calories for you to be able to build if your goal is fat loss and you've got calories left over, then no, it doesn't really matter. Calories are king. To be in a calorie, to lose body fat, you need to be in a calorie deficit. But you need to be in your minimums first. So make sure you've got enough fat, you've got enough protein, you've got enough fiber. And um, if you've got calories left over, carry them over to the weekend if you want. You know, you don't have to be in your calories every single day. You can do what we call calorie bank. So especially the world's opening up now the restaurants pubs are open so it's i wouldn't i would recommend that you calorie bank for the weekend but i wouldn't recommend your calorie bank more than 100 200 maximum because if you go lower than 200 then you are going to be hit uh, eating into your you're not going to be able to hit your protein you're not going to be able to get your five portion of fruit and veg and you're not going to be able to hit your fat if you go too low um so does it matter if you're not hitting your calories for fat loss not really does it matter if your goal is to build and you're in a surplus? Yes, it does. Anything yeah. to add us? No, completely agree. And that's just the benefit of flexible dieting, really, is helping people realize that we all have days like that where we're a bit busier. We might just not be as hungry some days as we are other days. I've done that this week. I've had a couple of days where I've been busy. I think I had 144 calories left over on Sunday. So I was like, yes, that's going down towards uh, Saturday. Going to have that then. Um, but then I did it last week. I'd save some calories thinking I was going to eat them Saturday. But Thursday, I had a day where I was so hungry for some reason. And I ate them then, but I'd saved them and it was all fine. So it's looking at that weekly target, really. Um, and yeah. that's the benefit. You don't have to eat the exact same number of calories every single day in fat loss. Obviously, like Michelle said, if your goal is to build muscle, then you're going to have to be really on the ball with sticking to your calories and a lot of the time i think being in a surplus can be harder <laughs> some people really struggle to you know trying to get all of the calories in it can be hard but 
yeah, in that case, it is important. What you don't want, I think what a lot of people do tend to do in the initial stages is they think, oh, I'm going to eat really low calories to lose fat really quickly. But that's when you start getting yourself into a world of trouble. So I completely agree with you there, Michelle, with trying not to go, you know, too, too far below, you know, 150, 200 calories a day, because that's when you're going to start then. Yeah. You're going to start getting into this vicious cycle then of over-restricting, binging and not being satisfied. And also you're going to start, your body's going to start adapting to that. So you're going to experience metabolic adaptation over, over time. And your body's going to get used to those lower calories quicker. So I like to diet people down on, you know, the higher calories for as long as they can possibly handle before we start dropping down just because it makes it more enjoyable and easier to sustain going forward. So don't set yourself up for Yeah, when you start a fat loss journey, you want to think, how can I lose body fat on the highest number of calories possible? That's how you want to look at it. Instead of people think, right, I want to lose weight. I'm going to eat as less as I can. um, And I'm going to lose loads of fat. And it just doesn't work like that. So you end up in that binge cycle. So you end up over-restricting. Then it gets to the weekend, you overeat, then you over-restrict, overeat. I've been there. I've been there loads of times. Um, And it's quite hard to get get out of. So you're better off eating higher calories, get your metabolism in a good place, and then you won't be in that overeating um, cycle and you will actually lose more body fat and it's more enjoyable as well. Yeah, and easier to sustain because people always forget about yes, it's okay losing fat and that part of the program is done. But the hardest part is actually sustaining it. And the higher calories that you've been on during the process of fat loss, the easier it's going to be to get yourself back up, to increase your calories back up to a decent level, you know, to to maintain all of the hard work and the effort that you've achieved. If you've gone so low and then suddenly you start eating more, you're just going to gain it back. So you're setting yourself up for a much harder task later on yeah. if you massively cut down calories. Um, so yeah, definitely calorie bank. You don't have to eat the same thing every single day, but look at it as a weekly target, I would suggest, and and use it on days where you feel like eating more. Like I did last week, I was hungrier on Thursday for whatever reason. So I had more to play with because I'd saved some from days where I wasn't quite so hungry and that was fine. Yeah, I didn't have any extra for Saturday, but there we go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think, um, should we leave the questions there for today and roll over yeah, any others to another episode? Because I have a yeah, feeling this um, Zoom might cut out soon. <laughs> I've got a time limit. <laughs> so yeah, okay. Well, let's leave the questions there for today. I think we had a nice range of questions, actually. We've yeah, got some we tricks. Yeah, questions, guys. Yeah, thank you so much. Any others, you know, if you, if the answers that we've provided today have made you think of other questions, just send them to us and we'll keep a note of them ready for our next Q&A episode and we'll get them answered then. Yeah, fab. So thanks for listening, everyone. And um, we haven't got a topic for next time, so we're going to have a little think on some of your questions that we haven't yet answered. We're going to put together and maybe do a podcast. So yeah. if you do have any questions or is something that you want us to cover, um, quite lengthy um just let us know because it could be a topic for the next podcast yeah okay amazing that's it well, so thanks for listening yeah thanks for listening everyone and we'll catch up with you next week bye yeah. bye, bye.